um i've known mayan for i'll say almost 18 years now if i'm not mistaken um since 2003 um back in our first year in college and if there's one thing that i've known that has been consistent about this young lady is the fact that she she is an unapologetic lover of god she loves jesus and you better not come in the way of that relationship <laughs> and so that is one thing that i've seen and i have admired and so today i have my beautiful amazing friend mayan joining me to talk about building faith over fear building faith over fear but before we go on to talk about this i'm going to allow mayan to introduce herself so you can get to meet this amazing woman go ahead mayan tell our listeners who you are hi chine oh my goodness thanks so much for that introduction i almost asked um while you were speaking who is that <laughs> who is she referring to <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you, thank you. This is such an honor. Um, well, to introduce myself, I'll just say my name is Mayan. Um, and yes, um, Mayan John Ali. And um, Chinaya and I did meet, oh, I didn't know it was 18 years ago. Oh my Ooh. goodness, I feel I'm so bad. old. <laughs> yeah, we met um, in our first year of college. And I must say, I know you think I was someone who just loved the Lord unapologetically and everything, but it took a while to get to that point while we were in school and all. But one thing I really, really did appreciate was my friendship with you. Um, I was just so glad that the Lord gave me such amazing friends in school, you know, who were also Christians and who were living that life, um, you know, in a school setting, how difficult that can be to just hold on to the Lord and shun everything else. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you once again. I just want to appreciate you once again, Mayan, for making it because I, I know we had to walk around schedules, but every time I have an opportunity to sit down with someone who loves God and serves him, just to talk about, you know, this our Christian faith. It, it gives me joy. I find it such a privilege and an honor to have you. So once again, I say thank you. Thank you to your amazing husband for allowing you <laughs> two minutes to do this. <laughs> Baby Eden, so thank you so much. Thank um, you. One thing that I know about the subject of faith is that it is impossible to be a child of God. It is impossible to be a lover of God without faith because the bible clearly says it's that without faith it is impossible to please god and so i know that that is one primary thing that god wants for every creation for every being right so today we're just going to have this conversation talk about it we'll share our ideas and thought process with the hope that our listeners would first of all for believers would build up their faith in god you know they would come to that place where they have more faith in god over fear over uncertainties and doubts and then hopefully by the grace of god that even unbelievers will come to the knowledge of god as a result of listening to our conversation today all right so um first of all the first question that i wanted to talk about is what does faith even mean to you as a person yeah i just want to say um thank you so much for this opportunity um you know to talk about faith with you like you did say faith is in inexhaustible it's something that we keep learning about again and again maybe even on to eternity because i mean can we ever truly really know it all here (laughs) you know so um well to me i just believe that faith is a lifestyle yeah the lifestyle of a believer someone who says they believe in god 
and they have given their lives over to him. It's a lifestyle. It's a, I'll say it's a communication. Because first of all, if you say you've given your life to someone, you have to believe that the person even exists, right? That's right. So faith is that, that, communi- that, that thing that communicates what you, your, your life, how you believe that your life is affected by that deity that you've given your life to. Mm. For me, that's just what I believe faith is. It's, it's a knowledge that your life is connected to an entity, a source, or let me say an essence of your existence. That's wow. what I believe faith is, yes. Yeah, that, um, what the scripture says about faith, right? It is impossible to please God. When you read scripture, what is the thing that comes to your mind? Okay, um, that scripture you just read is um, Hebrews 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. Um, this simply means that, and first of all, can I just say this? Mm-hmm. When we read the Bible, we should have it at the back of our minds that everything that the Bible is saying is not everything mm-hmm. we have perceived. Mm, that there right. are deeper meanings that we may not be open to at that, or the meanings that may not be open to us at that time. Mm. We always need to know that that we have, we do not have the full understanding of that thing as yet. Yeah, it's yeah. just like when you get married to a person, you can't know everything about that person in that one day. You keep knowing and knowing and knowing. So when we read mm-hmm. the word, we have to understand that there are many, many more meanings to what we are reading at that particular time. Yeah. yeah. So when, when it, exactly. So when the Bible says without faith, um, it's impossible to please God, it means so many different things. But I think the first thing that it means to me personally, um, in my own limited understanding, is that faith is a requirement mm-hmm. by God. For, for me to live a life that pleases him. Wow. Yes. For me to live a life that pleases him, I must have faith. Which means that when he asks me to do some things, even though those things are difficult for me, I have to bring faith into the equation and believe that by his strength, I can do those things. Mm-hmm. Because even just doing the commands of God are hard, <laughs> very hard. <laughs> Do you understand? Exactly. Even waking up in the morning and just reading your Bible or praying or studying is hard. Yeah. Because of just the world we live in today and how distracted everything is. You know what I mean? So, you know, keeping up a relationship with God takes faith, first of all. pleasing God takes faith doing what he wants takes faith and then insisting that what he has said in his word is going to work in our lives it takes faith so can you see how important faith is it's just everything about us and God is all about faith you know so for me that's what that that scripture it just means that every single thing that has to do with myself and God requires faith that's the first and most important thing that scripture means to me that is that is very interesting. It's a requirement by God for me to live a life that pleases Him. Thank you for Absolutely. sharing that. My faith is in relation to trust, right? Um, I just gave this illustration about sitting on a chair, right? Mm-hmm. And so, 
she says something in her book that faith is not has nothing to do with us more than it has everything to do with God. Mm-hmm. Meaning that God is who He is, regardless of our faith. Whether or not we have faith in Him, whether or not we are faithful or faithless, He still remains faithful. That is just who He is. Exactly. So it just and the reason why I say this is because for people that claim that oh God does not exist or excuse me, God did not create the universe and yada yada. The truth is, whether or not they accept who he is and his sovereignty over the universe, it does not change who God is. Exactly. Until humanity and the entire human race actually comes to that knowledge of who God is. The truth is, people are still going to be wallowing in confusion, you know, not yes. knowing they're right. And it, it just takes coming back to accepting who we are. Who we are. What is that difference that you think exists between belief and faith? Um, honestly, I think the first question we should even ask is belief in what? Yeah, good question. <laughs> Do you understand? Belief in what? Because, you know, like you just said, whether or not people believe that God exists, it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change the fact that he does exist and he is sovereign over the entire universe. Yeah. And if there be any other universes <laughs> in the multiverse, he mm-hmm. still exists and is sovereign over all the universes, might I add. Mm-hmm. So it's just like saying you don't believe in gravity. You can't see it. But if you go to a high building and you walk off, you would understand that gravity exists. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you understand that gravity does exist. You can't see it. Nobody can see the law of gravity, but it's there. Yeah. Do you get? And also, um, you know, like when you enter into an airplane, of course, you know, you hear the pilot's voice and everything. And then, you know, somebody comes and announces, oh, the door has been shut and we are getting ready for takeoff. How do you know at that point that whether the pilot has walked out of the plane? You don't even know. All you know is I'm flying out of, um, <laughs> I'm flying right now and I'm going to arrive at my destination in a few hours. You don't see the pilot. You don't even know what the pilot does. All you know is that you just get into an airplane, you go up, you come down, and you get to your destination. Mm -hmm. So people that say they don't have faith or they don't have belief actually do a lot of believing every day that they don't even know about. (laughs) Do you understand? So I will say the the fact is whether belief, the difference between belief and faith. Now, belief in what and faith in what? Whether you like it or not, you have several things you believe in. Hmm. And another thing I would like to say is that there are some people that claim that they believe in some things, but the truth is that they actually don't believe in those things. Hmm, Because I believe that a belief and a faith in something will empower you to do some things. Hmm. Do you understand? I'll give you an example. I have a baby, okay? And I know in the morning, because of the knowledge that I have that baby. I know that that baby is going to want to eat food in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. That knowledge and that belief in that child that I have empowers me to go downstairs or upstairs as the case may be, make food and feed that baby. Yeah. So you see that faith always empowers an action, a corresponding mm-hmm. action. That's right. So when you say you believe something and you're not doing anything towards that thing or you know, in response to that thing, then you should question whether or not you really believe in that thing or whether you really have faith in that thing. Faith. And someone keeps saying, I have faith, I have faith. 
faith in God, okay, faith in God or faith that God will see me through this, but then you're not doing anything physically to make your faith work. Exactly. So, I want to talk about that a little bit. Okay, um, let me just say this. You know, there's this, been this tussle between the school of thought that, you know, and permit me, I'm going to bring a little bit of righteousness into this conversation now. There's this school of thought that says faith without works is dead. In fact, it's in the book of James. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have faith, it will empower you to do something. Mm -hmm. And some people are saying, oh, we are saved by grace through faith. And that means we don't need to do anything. Hmm. Is we just claim we have faith and we believe that the Lord has died for us and we are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Here is where I would like to draw the line between those two schools. The fact is that when you have faith, you know, I told you in the beginning, faith is a knowledge. Yeah. So faith empowers you to believe in something, but it also empowers you to get knowledge about that thing that you believe. Hmm. Because if you say, oh, because I have faith, I'm going to do this, you might be doing the wrong thing. You need to get knowledge about what to do to back up the faith you claim you have. Yeah. So if you, you can't just say, oh, I have faith, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you go around sinning, right? Mm -hmm. Your faith mm -hmm. is, is, is vain, I'm sorry, and it's null and void. Yeah. If you say you have faith that Jesus has saved you and you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that faith is going to empower you to go and learn more about that Jesus you say you believe in. Yeah. And when you learn more about him, you will now understand the corresponding works he requires to back up the faith you have in him. Hmm. So that is what I believe is the difference, I mean, is the relationship between faith and works. Yes, they are corresponding works, but can you find out first what those corresponding works are yeah. and then you can now do them. You can't just claim that, oh, um, I have faith and that's all there is. Yes, they are works. They definitely are works, you understand. And you can't just claim that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you don't have to do anything. Your works, no matter what you do, you know, your works don't qualify you. Yes, that's true. But there are some things now that you believe in Jesus that we all must do, whether we like it or not. Yeah. You understand? Yes, those things that we do, because people will always quote that, oh, our righteousness has filthy rags before the Lord. It's not my righteousness I'm using now. It's the righteousness that I've learned from the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Now, when I learn those righteousness from the scriptures and do them, it's, not my, it's no longer my righteousness. So those are the works, you know, that come behind the, the corresponding works that come behind the faith that I have in Christ. There are levels to this faith thing we're talking about, right? If you think about Noah, Abraham, you know, Sarah. The truth of the matter is that there are different types of faith and there are different levels of faith. But just to um, cut everything short in righteousness, <laughs> I'll talk about the few that I've known or I've um, come across in the word of God, in the scriptures. So, um, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, let me just quickly read it. It says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Now, what the, um, the scripture is telling us here is that 
there is a faith towards God. But that faith towards God is a foundation. Hmm. We need to go on unto perfection. So the faith toward God cannot take us to perfection. We need another kind of faith that will hmm. take us to perfection. Now, faith towards God, what is faith towards God? It's very easy. It's believing in God for your thing, for things, for your basic needs, you know, for healing, you know, for, you know, casting out devils, you know, believing in God for your needs, maybe, you know, financial needs or, you know, believing in God for maybe even a spouse, you know. Faith towards God, the basic, the most basic faith you understand, you yeah. get. But there is another faith. Another type of faith that the Bible, like I said, I'm going to, you know, everything I talk about now is going to be from the Bible. There's another kind of faith that I believe, because um, he said going on to perfection, right? Yeah. And I'd like to just quickly read Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Um, the Apostle Paul was talking here. Um, so he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, this is another type of faith entirely. This is not faith towards God any longer. This is faith of the Son of God. And this shows me that this is the first faith that will take me towards perfection. Because the faith of the Son of God, who was the Son of God? Jesus Christ, right? And now, Jesus Christ, everything about Jesus from the whole scriptures, it was just, my father, my father, my father, I'm here to do the will of the father, I'm here to please the father, the will of the, everything was about the father. And that is why he was eventually perfected. I mean, he died, he resurrected, and he sat at the right hand, you know, of God Almighty. So if we ever, ever want to get into perfection, we need to live like um, Hebrews 6 1 told us. We need to leave those things, the foundational things, and go on into perfection. We need to identify this faith of the Son of God. We need to understand it. We need to understand what that faith of the Son is, what Jesus did, how he lived his own life, how his own relationship with his Father was. You understand? It's not every day in our Christendom we are going to... There's so much more to Christ and to God that we need to know. It's not just about our needs, you know, what we are going to eat, what we are going to wear. No, there are more. there's much more in Christ. You understand? And, you know, for time's sake, I won't really <laughs> dig deep into this, but I just want to open up people's minds to the fact that there is so much more in God apart from the basic needs. There is still a level of perfection we need to go into. And I, I will just say one thing. You know, I told you that faith always empowers you to do a corresponding work, yes. right? Yes. So if the faith of the Son of God is going to take me to perfection, what is the one thing that characterized the life of Christ, Jesus Christ, while he was here? He never sinned at all. Yeah. He did not sin. So that means that faith in, um, of the Son of God is the kind of faith that I'll have, that I'll get to a point where sin is totally removed from my life. Every form mm -hmm. of sin and every form of disobedience. You know, it sounds impossible, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, it's not. Yeah. 
Because if Jesus came to set the precedence for us, then that means we can also get to the point where we don't sin. But if we are still focusing on all those foundational things, are we going to get there? No, we are not. We need to leave those foundational things and cling onto the things that would take us to that perfect state. And that's what I believe, you know, because of time. That's just, I just want to open people's minds that there's much more in God. We can get to a point where we actually become like Christ exactly as he was on earth while we are still here on the earth. I know we've talked a lot about, you know, even getting to know God more and going deeper in another direction, but when it comes to my my trusting God for something, how can I my faith over fear or uncertainty? Okay. Um, I think this question is one of the easiest questions you've asked me today, Chinea, because it's just so, (laughs) yeah, it's very, very obvious, very obvious from the word of God. The first thing you should do is find out whether that thing you want is something God wants for you. Is it healing? Is it whatever it is? Go to the word of God and discover what the Lord wants for you. If it's not something he wants for you, you understand or if it's something he wants for you but it's not the right time everything is in the scriptures you can discover every and that's why you know i would advise people to just have a very very um voracious hunger for the word of god and an enviable relationship with the word of god and also have over you because we cannot overemphasize the place of you know Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that means you have to have a pastor or a preacher over you that, you know, gives you the word of God and preaches the word of God to you. You know, a really good Bible believing church or Hey man, I lost you. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I was saying that it's it's very important to have you know um an enviable relationship with the word of god and also to have um like a pastor or a preacher or a church where you get the word of god from because bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god right yeah so you those are very important things so that you can any questions you may have you can always take it back to your pastor or your bible study teacher or your leader if you are not clear or if you don't know where to go in the word you understand because everything is in the word so that's the first step what i want is it what god wants for me Mm. you understand when you find that out the next thing is what are you looking at to build your faith you need to look at the right thing when peter came out of the boat when he was looking at jesus he was walking on the water but the moment he took his eyes of jesus guess what happened he fell mm-hmm. in yeah and jesus had to save him it wasn't like he just fell in and you know he was actually going to drown jesus mm-hmm. had to actually catch him by the hand so that mm-hmm. shows that the moment we take our eyes off jesus the moment we take our eyes off the word the moment we keep our minds on that doubt will i get it will i not get it will it happen will it not happen the bible says an unstable man a double-minded man will not receive anything from the lord let him not think he will receive anything from the lord you cannot be double-minded and how will you help yourself not to be double-minded focus entirely on the word of god 
it's focus as in remove every other contrary word be it some movies you might be watching even some friends that are you know not saying the right thing that you might you might <laughs> that might be making your mind doubt yeah. distance yourself from all those things focus entirely on the word of god if you have like when you're sick the doctor gives you pills and says repeatedly you must take these pills two after every meal morning noon and night you you obey don't you so why can't you do that with the word of god study it like your life depends on it and actually our lives do depend on the word of god actually think about it so i i believe that it's just i know it might not be so easy maybe we have some traumatic experiences somewhere or you know so many things that might have happened i'll say oh this happened to me once where am i going to get the courage or the boldness to go over it again right Mm -hmm. but the word of god is the perfect i mean i just think it's the perfect weapon to deal with trauma fear disappointment you just name it and i believe that with continuous study with continuous um and of, of course prayer too because you need to pray that the lord would help your heart to really just blend in with that word and that faith should just grow in your heart and i believe that you know just by doing that our fears will be taken care of and we can solely put our trust in god entirely and get what we desire from him wow that was was, i feel like like, that it and it's like like, stay focused on god that's yes stay focused on him thank you so much i know our time is fast spent i really thank you so much for doing this with me but i just wanted to ask one very last question and well it's not a question it's more like closing remarks like you know if you were to give a word of encouragement to someone out there who may be struggling to even yeah what would you say um well the truth is like i said we need to really just focus we need to first of all find out what exactly we've been focusing on that has been keeping us in you know the cycle of things we found ourselves in the bible says that if you seek the lord you will find him you know i believe that it's time for us if we say we truly you know want to develop a relationship with god or certain things we want in christ or some levels we want to get to or we just want to know god better or anything else that we may desire i believe it's time to just really um make that decision and say you know what i'm going to take this relationship i have with god seriously by focusing on the right thing and that right thing like i said before is the word of god we need to remove everything else in our lives that might be taking the time that we are supposed to be spending with god's word no i mean whatever it is and just you know if you have to even cultivate friendships that will encourage your relationship with god then do that i mean do whatever you need to do to make sure that you know you are focusing on god's word and you are seeing the result of everything that the word of god is you know talking about i believe that um that will really really help anyone in you know whatever it may be it may be a sickness it may be a state of mind maybe depression trauma disappointment betrayal you know i believe that jesus is just out there waiting for us because jesus is a gentleman he's not going to force himself on you like a rapist you know what i mean jesus is not a rapist he's a gentleman he's not going to force himself he's just going to knock on your door and if you don't open he'll turn around and leave he's not going to barge in you know so it's our 
our duty to go to him and say, you know what, I want you and I want you to heal me, to help me, you know, to take care of me. And of course, it's relationship is a two-way thing. You have to you have to keep looking for the person you say you want, and that person will keep coming out to be there for you. So we really need to go for Jesus at this time. Yeah. And um, I hope that that helps somebody out there. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I have to say. Thank you so much, man. God bless you. I really appreciate <laughs> you once You're again welcome. for being with me. Thank you for all that you shared. I pray that God continues to fill you with more grace to continue to serve and continue to live for Him even till He Amen. comes to take us all home. God bless Amen. you. Thank you. Me.